Media. 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 Media Police. A journal of cities and culture. This episode of Mediapolis was recorded at the Film, Media, and Toronto's Built Environment panel discussion, hosted at Innis Town Hall at the University of Toronto on March 14th, 2018. Special thanks go to event organizer Stanley Corkin, host Charlie Kyle, the Society for Cinema and Media Studies, and Innis College for making this episode possible. So I just wanted to, um, I thought about what I was going to say today, and um, I thought I would kind of uh, open up a slightly different line of um, dialogue. Uh, My background is in landscape architecture, and I still practice, and I spend a lot of my time really looking at the city um, in, in many different ways, both as a filmmaker, but then also as a landscape architect. And a lot of what I find I end up looking at is light. And light presents itself in many different ways and produces many different effects. Um, it illuminates, but it also hides. And it's a very transformational and temporal sort of uh, relationship that it creates with us and around us. And so I thought that the idea of perception and transformation would be a really interesting way to kind of get into this topic of what it is, um, the idea of the city and cinema and, and really how we perceive perceive things. So. Um, I'm really, this is actually a photograph of my dining room and I have a, it's just a chrome chair and a round light, but you know, when you, and a mirrored floor and the mirrored floor kind of creates this bounce effect in the room, which has the light kind of coming down and around things. And so, um, you get these kind of unreal highlights in ways that would otherwise kind of be impossible. So, um, I just wanted to start it start out with this image to kind of look at how, again, how light kind of really informs and also kind of creates possibilities. And I think one thing for me that I was really passionate about when I was a kid, I used to take chalk uh, and outline all the shadows on the street at night. Um, And I was always fascinated to come back in the day and see the chalk outlines that had no relationship to the shadows uh, in, in the daytime world. And the nighttime world was a very different thing. And, um, and there's this kind of transmutation that happens because the shadows are going a different way and different quality of shadows and not even not nearly as dense because of the intensity of the darkness and the lights. Um, and so then these really became interesting kind of um, sort of palimpsest, a temporal palimpsest, I guess, of another time and traces of another sort of space. So I really um, became interested in seeing the city in this way that people um, wouldn't necessarily understand it. And so um, these are also just photographs that I've been taking over the years, just kind of walking around. I I'm, I'm spend a lot of time walking and looking at things. And again, here, this is really, again, another shadow study and exploration where looking at light and the distance of the lights from this uh, hoarding on the left and this railing, you get this crossover effect of shadows coming from different directions, but also the density of the shadows are different due to the distance of the lights from each other. So again, um, I really like this sensibility of how it transforms the space because now suddenly you have a concrete sidewalk, which is almost like a carpet in a way because you bring this great pattern. And so the texture of the space really transforms the way you experience this kind of dark hoarding around a, a new building that's going up uh, under under construction. Uh, and again, just a final one. Again, this really beautiful, subtle 
cage that they have around these trees, it creates this really interesting light, this kind of conical shadow, which is never, there's never strong enough light in the daytime that you actually can read this shadow. And there's never a direct and focused enough beam of light that you really get a strong uh, understanding of this. So again, I really like this relationship between perception and kind of reality and what we see. And when I'm working in film, a lot of what I'm looking at is what is there and what isn't there and what could be there. And that's kind of how I begin to understand how to pull out narratives that, um, in architecture and landscape architecture in the film work that I make. And so as much as I'm really fascinated by shadows, I'm really fascinated by reflected light. Um, and Toronto, it's really incredible. Um, there's um, a really amazing documentary by a landscape architect in the 1980s, um, uh, William White, I believe his name was, and it's about urban, the social life of urban spaces, and they talk about how reflected light totally transforms space and how it totally transforms um, the way we engage in space. And in New York City, there's Pele Park and Green Acre Park, which are actually huge beneficiary, uh, um, benef are hugely benefited by this reflected light, which otherwise be in the shadows of buildings. So here you can see this building on Dundas Street, which is receiving uh, reflected light from buildings on University Avenue. And it creates this beautiful pattern, gold kind of pattern on the side of the building, which is otherwise a very bland, kind of bleak sort of uh, facade. Um, and this is an image um, that, this is a Barbara Aspen piece that I have, uh, which is being reflected in the high gloss white of a cabinet door, which is only responsible for light reflected off of a mirror that is in the room in which it is in. And then to photograph a piece of art that is a series of photographs that is a reflection. There's a lot of really interesting layers of how we see and how images are created. And I, again, really thought that this was a really uh, amazing, you, you don't know what the image is, you don't know what the Barbara Aspen piece is, but you really get this uh, interesting sense of depth. And again, I like the kind of this, almost like the science behind how it comes together and the impossible, it's an impossible image to know unless you know how it was made. And I think that's a really interesting idea as well in film. And this is a photograph of the inside of Integral House. Uh, and this uh, is a reflected image of the staircase. Uh, and there's a, this gentleman was one of the uh, composers for the score of the film, Dan Goldman. And it was just this incredible image. So you're looking out through this window. Um, the whole house is a series of oak fins or these vertical oak fins are reflective of the forest and ravine landscape beyond. So, and then the vertical elements, the structural elements of the house are then reflected in the image, which is then, you know, the presence of a person kind of floating in space in the staircase. And um, I think there's a really, a lot of really nice imagery that's going on here. Not only literal imagery, but the, this idea of our relationship between inside and outside and the viewer, and again, the perceived kind of landscape and this relationship between architecture and landscape. Uh, and this is a really beautiful moment. This is the courthouse, uh, uh, the University Avenue courthouse. This is the north facade. Uh, and that block of reflected green, reflected light is coming from a building on the north side of the street. Uh, and it's just bouncing this really amazing rectangle of green, kind of green gold light. Uh, but the way it plays against the fins, it, it looks like a mottled light, like it's coming through 
uh, a canopy almost. So it gives this really beautiful um, sort of a concept of, of kind of spatial awareness and spatial co construction because it's almost like a porthole into the building, which as you can see is otherwise a very dark, almost unreadable facade. Um, and again, uh, with reflection, this was so beautiful. The, CI, the IMP CIBC building reflected in the BMO tower, which used to be marble, which wouldn't have had this kind of reflection, but now reclad in glass. But it looks like the facade of the IMP CIBC building is almost cutting into, but then also sticking out of the facade. And there's this kind of slamming together of these buildings in an unreal, very unreal way. But then there's this also very real, you know, two-dimensional aspect of it. This is only a, for, um, a reflected image. So um, this idea of, of transformation and perception, I think, is a really important idea. And again, when we're looking at filmmaking, I think there's a, it's a very rich area of observation. So and this kind of leads me into some uh, the next uh, final three slides, which are kind of about how we take or look at things in a much kind of broader concept. And so, um, you know, we look at, we think of Toronto as a city on the water, but it's cut off from the water. It's separated from nature. We have this kind of, kind of disassociated uh, connection, um, which kind of exists. So I love, I was on a boat one day, and this is Hanlon's Beach in the foreground, and the city in the background, but there's this great kind of suddenly this unreal image of the city emerging out of a forest. Whereas every f image of the city is taken from inside the harbor looking at the city. So we see the city meet the water at this hard urban edge. And here's an idea of like a reimagining of what Toronto could be, you know, or what Toronto even actually is, only made out of our perceptions of how we choose to see the city that we live in. And so I really love that, you know, here it is. It looks like if you were to show this to somebody who wasn't from Toronto, they might be like, oh, that's amazing. Toronto you know, has this huge forest parkland and beach running all across the front of the city, which it could be, and it couldn't be further from that. It's every landscape architect and urban planner's dream, but is not the reality that we have. So, um, uh, but, you know, and the, the next image I have, um, which I think is really interesting, it's an image that, it's a landscape that almost I'm sure all of us have traveled through, but you know, whenever I go through this space, I just think of images of LA. And this to me is like Los Angeles, you know, those kind of like highway shots we see of Los Angeles, but this is actually just the SkyTrain going to Pearson. So, you know, but it's how we perceive our, la our, our landscapes is very much so how we see landscape in films, right? And so LA is kind of the very classic, you know, the car-centric city, the American metropolis of automobile kind of centrality and these spaghetti junctions and everything. And, and I love that, like, you know, this is in Toronto and it kind of always reminds me every time I go to the airport, I always think I go over this part and I have this moment where I'm looking at Los Angeles almost. Uh, and then finally, um, this is an image that I just, one day I just saw, and it was a really beautiful moment. Um, I'm always looking at this relationship between nature and uh, the built environment. And there always seems to be this kind of contrast between the human constructed and the naturally occurring. And no matter where the human built relation, or um, human built objects or incursions are, nature is always imparting itself. And this is actually a top-down look at a water fountain at Integral House. But because the water had not been chlorinated, which was normally kind of like an aqua blue, very clear water, you have this beautiful green moss, but it looks like you're looking at a, a lake in northern Ontario or northern Canada. 
and this and then this kind of lower where it drops off you kind of get a sense of the scale of the ripples in the water which confounds the scale of the kind of what could be a lake from way up in a plain to the kind of a black water that is much closer what yet is actually further away so again i just so i really took this kind of in a slightly maybe slightly different direction and looking at how um, how we can bring together these ideas of landscape and how it actually deeply influences what we look at when we're looking at film and we're looking at cities, I think there's a lot of um, entry points that um, that are in landscape, which are really kind of uh, really beautiful moments. So, thank you very much.